Welcome to the podcast. We talk about all the things that are hidden in the shadows. This is Isaac. And this is Megan. And uh, I know we've been MIA for a little bit. Yeah. You know, uh, it's all to do with you getting sick. Yeah. I got some, uh, it's just, it was bad. Uh, a lot of mucus in my face and throat and stuff. And so I didn't want to like record the episode and it sound god awful or you hear me hacking every five seconds. Yeah. So I had to wait till I was at least like cleared out. It's still kind of there, but at least cleared out a little bit to be able to, you know, like talk for an elongated period of time. And then Killian also got sick. Yeah, Killian yeah. got sick. It kind of like was one of those things that spread through the whole house. Um, and everyone had like different levels of it too. It was kind of crazy. But um but yeah, he's doing better. We got on antibiotics and they gave me a steroid at the doctor. So I'm a lot better now. I still have a little bit of the congestion and a little bit like of a cough. So yeah, but but, but uh so this is or not but but this is part two of what was supposed to be season hotel part one. That was like feels like almost a month ago now. Yeah. Um so a small recap. We talked about the um stories and history of uh or at least the deaths of Caesar Hotel. Uh and this is all um part two is uh investigations, uh psychic impressions and I guess uh people's encounter stories. Yeah, people that have stayed there. And it's kinda crazy because uh one of the things that I was looking at was I don't know why I went this route, but I looked at the reviews and people have stayed at the Cecil Hotel that didn't really know it was a Cecil Hotel. I guess if you're not really into the paranormal, you wouldn't really know about it. Um, even then, a lot of these stories were prior. Well, the reviews were prior to um, 2013, 2011. Some of them, so they actually changed their um, name from the Cecil Hotel to Stay on Main. And I think people didn't really put two and two together that aren't probably in the paranormal, but they shared kind of what they experienced there. Irregardless, a lot of people had weird impressions of the building, even if they weren't into the paranormal. So we're going to dive into those too. Say say that well. The state in Maine. Stay on Maine. Stay on Maine. I think the street it's on is Main Street. So we're in Andy Giver Hotel. Yeah. Stay on Maine. Anyway, um, that is when you said that people really guess know the paranormal while they really really. Uh, care much what it made me think like who goes to Bobby Mackey's just for it to be a music hall yeah without knowledge of what every around it would be yeah but and I think they still have that big like sign on the side though that says Hotel Cecil you know like 700 rooms budget friendly yeah um all of that I think it's still there like they never took that off oh I guess they took it down now because it's apartments yeah low income apartments yeah yeah so um, I guess we could get started kind of on the reviews. So, um, the reviews, so funny enough, when you look up the reviews, it's for Stay on Main. It's not even for the Cecil Hotel. It automatically changes to the Stay on Main. And, um, this was kind of some of the, uh, things that people have said, um, about the hotel. So they actually got an overall rating of 3.1, which I thought was pretty high from what people have said about it. Um, okay, so this one person gave a 2 out of 5, and they said they stayed there for three months back in 2013, or 2012. So it was before the Lisa Lamb case, because hers is in 2013. 
um, and they were not aware of the hotel's history prior to booking. They got a weird vibe, received okay service, elevator took a while to close, and to get us on our floor, only one shower for the entire floor, and there was no showers in the room. A lot of people are, they referred to this as a luxury jail cell. They refused to taste the water, used bottled water, didn't, the the room didn't have mirrors, and basically didn't have what basic hotels offer. I don't remember that from the first episode. The hotels what? don't have mirrors? I guess not. Apparently not. I didn't read that until the someone said it. I know they don't have bathrooms in there, so they wouldn't have, like, bathroom mirrors. That's somewhat interesting. Yeah. 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 Um, another person, his name is Brad Russ. He left a review. He said he stayed for one night in 2014, so this is after the Eliza Lamb case. And a lot of the reviews were exaggerated. He was comfortable and clean, would stay here again, and dip didn't know the reputation of the building prior to. So the first review was before that whole case kind of went down. So I'm wondering if they, after that case in 2013, if they kind of like changed it a little bit. But it's like mixed reviews. So Well, not mixed. Majority of them, there's weird stuff that like, it's just weird. Um, And a lot of them say the energy was just off. There was over close to a thousand reviews. I'm not obviously going to go through every single one. Mm. But a lot of them, you'd have a trickling of like people saying, oh, it's nice here. I don't understand why. But then you have people like, I don't know what they're talking about because it's pretty bad. Um, There's another guy that said everything about his stay was questionable. The staff were great, but they informed him constantly of where to go and where not to go. Um, it was labeled with black specifically in the hotel where to go and where not to go. Beds were comfortable. The elevators would sometimes not work correctly. And it was to a point he freaked out and just used the stairs. Um, yeah, just used the stairs. Food at the hotel was bad. Uh, the tap water was pungent. And this, I think, was after the Le- Eliza Lamb case. So Lisa. This was in- Lisa. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, I always say her name wrong. Um, he only stayed one or two nights and he said he would never stay any, any more than that if he had to stay there. Um, a lot of people in the reviews, uh, like I said, ranged all the way from 11 years ago to three years ago. I'll describe their experience giving a creepy vibe, very small rooms, weird smells, and the tap water tasting weird. And this was even before her case. So... They always had a problem with tap water, apparently. Like, people would specifically bring bottled water because of that. They wouldn't even shower sometimes with... <laughs> shower when they were staying there. Yeah. Um, okay, the water never looked clean. A lot of them actually recalled hearing screaming. That was a lot. That was another one. I went through, like, probably a good 100, 150 of these reviews. And a lot of them kept saying they would hear screaming. Now... It's low-income apartments, so there, I mean, there could possibly be somebody that is on drugs or somebody that has mental illness or something like that in the hotel that could just be screaming. But they said it was, like, it was faint, but it wasn't faint. It was, like, there, but not there, so. Um, a lot of them said that the rooms sometimes were not the cleanest. Uh, one person left a year, or left, left a year, one person left a review a year ago that said they found blood on the curtains. Bars were placed on the windows to prevent suicides. 
there's some shady staff there. Blood on the towels in the bathroom. Um, this is this is what I found interesting too. There was one review that's this is what they specifically said in the review, which I thought was interesting. This repulsive building hungers for people to come in to prey upon their minds at night. The staff knows the dark history but refuses to comment on anything related to the deaths. There's even a rule against cameras in the building. Uh, another kind of like review about it um, is couldn't shower without the feeling of being watched. The ele- which um, on I don't know if they changed it since they remodeled and reopened. Probably so since it's low income apartments, but I'm not sure. Um, but they actually have one communal bathroom unless you're there permanently like the lower levels are the permanent um places to stay when it was a hotel um and they had i believe they had bathrooms but the upper levels they had a communal bathroom so i thought that was weird but yeah so the the elevator door was constantly being opened um and i don't know how true this is because you know the history or whatever but this one guy said he had he was in the elevator elevator door opened without him like without him doing it and he said he saw a woman completely soaked walking past him and he called down the hall like hey miss miss she was gone so i don't know and it's kind of funny because before i even read these reviews right remember me telling you i kept channeling and i had to like stop Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I channeled was it sounded like a pipe, like somebody hitting a pipe, like this old school, like pipes. You know what I'm talking about in the older homes? Yeah. Like that. And I would, I was starting to tunnel down this hall, right? It, I would tunnel down this hall and I started seeing like feet walking and it's completely drenched. And it doesn't look like, she doesn't look like Eliza Lamb, right? I said the name right. Elisa. Elisa Lamb. Okay. She doesn't look like her at all. Not even the same clothes, but it's in a long white, like, gown type situation. Long brown hair. And just wet feet. Like, it's just soaked. So, I don't know what that is. But when I read the review, I remember I was like, what? When he said that he saw that. So, yeah. That's so... This is one of the things, too, from reading the reviews is, for me personally, if I had to start the investigation, I would probably start in the elevators. I don't know why I'm getting pulled. There's a specific hall, and I can't tell you which hall because I'm not actually in the building, but there's a specific hall with an elevator that, I don't know if it's someone that Eliza, Alicia Lamb... Um, Why do you keep getting it wrong? I don't know. I keep wanting to go <laughs> Eliza. Um, Maybe so. Is there a name Eliza? I don't know. Um, I don't know if it's the exact place that she like was in that you see the elevator video mm-hmm. from. But there's a specific hall, and I could see it. There's a there's specifically like a closet or a like what maintenance would deal with or something at the end of the hallway, all the way down. And there's two elevators, like, right before you get to the end of the hall. And it's, I don't know. I don't know. And I keep seeing a red door with a gold, like, handle. It almost looks like a janitor closet, housekeeping closet. Mm. 
maybe I don't know, but I don't know. But it's that specific hall. I would know exactly where to go if I saw it. Yeah, I wonder if anyone's listening. They actually lives there now. I'm going, I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, <laughs> that'd be awesome. Yeah. Now, now, to my knowledge, I don't remember a lot of investigators being allowed to investigate the place. No. So Besides Ghost Adventures. Ghost Adventures was like one of the first. And then you have kind of when it was in, I believe when it was in like the reconstruction stage, they allowed a couple, but you have to have like crazy amount of followers to even be considered to go in there. Mm. Um, Because I think they kind of push away the whole um, ghost activity kind of thing. Um, they kind of, It's like they, they kind of push it away, but kind of like, I don't think staff, from what people have said, they've asked the staff and the staff isn't allowed to comment on anything. Mm-hmm. And they're very particular with cameras because there is a guy, I forgot his darn name, I always forget. I think his first name is Pete, but he's pretty big on TikTok. And he doesn't do, like, paranormal investigating videos or anything, but he lives across from the Cecil Hotel, and he always is intrigued by it. And I remember he went specifically on the reopening of the low-income apartments, and they kicked him out because of the camera. And so if you don't follow kind of, like, which is anywhere really those rules, maybe they don't want it, like, investigated because of the idea of people cleansing. I don't know the area and stuff. And that's a stereo and a scene for the end. Yeah. Um, But I have a story, and I actually talked to the guy. So the guy, there's actually crazy amount of, like, Reddit, and well, not crazy amount, but and Facebook forums that specifically are just discussion groups for people discussing their theories and discussing their situations at the Cecil Hotel. And there was a guy, I actually talked to him, he shared his story, um, and it was, he wasn't trying to go into the Cecil Hotel, but there was a burger joint that was like connected to it somewhere and, um, right next to it. And he was going and he had a situation with, uh, one of the, I think it was a security guard or whatever. I'm going to actually read the story, but, um, a security guard that told him like get away with kids because of the spiritual problem that this area has, which I thought was weird. Who does that? You mm-hmm. know? Like, but anyway, so the, his name is Roberto, but his, uh, the Reddit username is Ram1583. And this is, he typed it in the Cecil Hotel forum and it was titled Haunted and Kids in Danger. So the kids and I, he's a male 39. He has a girl that's 11 and a boy who's eight. So they're not even young kids too. I mean, they're young, but not young, young. Yeah. Um, we're looking for a burger spot on Sunday and Google Maps told me to go to this place that happened to be connected to the Cecil Hotel. We walked past it because my Google Maps and cell phone malfunctioned somehow. Um, it stopped giving me voice gu- guidance as we were walking. Never did that before. Uh, when I realized we passed the burger spot, I turned around and backtracked. I then realized the place was connected to the hotel, but the bur- burger spot was closed, which Google Ma- Maps said was open. When I stood there looking for a different spot, a nice security guard uh, smoking a cigar, if that matters, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's kind of funny, uh, appeared from inside the hotel after we were standing there for about a minute and tells me, excuse me, sir, I wouldn't stand here. It's not safe for the children. Ignorant me thought of the homeless people around and said, oh, be- because of the homeless people? 
my because my kids may have been plenty exposed to home oh because my kids have been plenty exposed to homeless people before. He said, No, it's not safe for the kids spiritually. That was enough to take my kids by the hand and say, Thank you, sir, and walk away from that spot. My daughter started complaining about not feeling well from a stomach ache that got worse as we got further away. As we got further away. Um, he goes, I know this might sound crazy, you're not even pretty much a scary and or crazy or scary enough, but my honest, it was an unaltered experience and, you know, basically said take it as it as you will. But the fact that and that's the thing is some people have even claimed on different forums and Reddits that, you know, they've had random people say something to them about the building, like while they were standing there or, or near it or trying to go in, whatever. And they've said, oh, no, that person doesn't work from here. Who's that? So that's another thing. Because I think there was, um, I forgot her name, but there was a psychic and she was with Patty Negri, I think. Um, and she's, for, for those of you in the paranormal community, she is known as like the good witch and she um, is a psychic as well and all that stuff. And I think she was on the episode with Ghost Adventures, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, And she was with another psychic and they were trying to go in and... They called and they said, oh, yeah, yeah, we'll try and get you in. And then when they called back and said, they said, no, the phone, like, I don't know who you spoke to, but that that person's not here. Like, we can't let you in, that kind of thing. I think that I don't know if they actually ended up getting in or didn't, but um, she made a TikTok video about it, which I thought was interesting. But a lot of people have said that that has happened. So that's weird. So no rules, so I guess you're allowed in the building? Um, I think maybe Patty was the only one. And she had said on a podcast, I don't know when she did it, but there's a podcast called the Red Room Podcast. And she was on there and she had, one of the questions was, what is the, like, darkest situations you've, like, where's the darkest places, right? And she said, other than the Black Dahlia house, that one has the worst energy, the Cecil Hotel. Mm -hmm. That makes it with the Black Dahlia house. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe we'll cover it on a further episode. Yeah. Because um, I think at the Cecil Hotel, the Black Dahlia murder, murderer actually had the last drink at the bar at the Cecil Hotel. That was a thing mm-hmm. I saw, which I thought was interesting. Like, it's got to have some sort of energy if it's like pulling serial killers in. You know what I mean? Yeah. Is that how we, we, especially the stories talked about the last episode. That's what makes me think, that's my theory, is I'm not saying anybody, maybe not even particularly now, but I just, the sorry, I'm stuttering. I still say somebody along the line from 1930s to recent, like, there's something going on, um, there's something going on within the staff. I still say that. Either someone's bringing someone there or something. I don't think it's anybody living there, funny enough. I don't think that some people living there, like, obviously, kind of feed it like Richard Ramirez, probably fed it, you know? But there's something, there's some sort of dealing, there's some sort, I still stand by that. Um, Now, um... I know we talked about it in the first one. What would we 
do if we were invited mm-hmm. into there and where we would go investigation. Now, if you've listened to our episodes before, you know about our team and how each member of our team has psychic abilities and how mine are very specific to finding stuff. So in a building that big, we have to rely on both me and you to find anything. Mm-hmm. And also Mike, mm-hmm. when it comes to finding anybody, stuff like that. Now me, I can find anything that's, you know, physically on the plane and stuff like mm-hmm. that and tell you whether it's good or not that we're dealing yeah. with. But you would have to actually talk to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's where we, because we haven't done any major investigations yet. We've done like, on that scale. Yeah. We've done smaller things. And normally it's me and Megan. And funny enough, her name's Megan too. They we joke and call each other the twins. Yeah. Because, yeah. Anyways. Um, and then Isaac and Mike normally take and we normally like kind of like not completely split up but we kind of split up and i think in further investigations that's kind of what's going to happen it's basically mike will mike and isaac basically deal with like the darker things that are at these locations like isaac if it's if it's bad he'll pull it off the plane and a lot of the times when he pulls it off the plane it gives the the lighter spirits that are there a chance to come forward because the things that we found is a lot of times these darker spirits will suppress the lighter spirits from being able to talk, being able to cross, being able to, you know, do things to interact. And we literally have had where Isaac have pulled um, dark spirits off that are just basically suppressing the voices of the ones that are there that are good. And, um, then after he removes them, bam, all this activity starts up. They can talk and they can whatever. So um, basically, me and Megan kind of handle the spirits that are good, that are there, that we're trying to help cross if they want to cross. Because again, when it comes to free will, if they don't want to cross, they want to stay, I'm not going to make them cross. You can't. I don't believe in that. I don't believe in making somebody cross, you know, with abilities and stuff. But um. So I think me and Megan would probably take any but any body that's stuck. Like, can we help you cross? Can we get your message out? Can we help you with that? And then Isaac and Mike normally deal with like anything demonic or very, very dark there. They kind of like help confrontational. Yeah, yeah. They're kind of like the and and it's really it's really good that they're there because they also allow us to be able to talk to these entities and not get influenced or whatever you know so i think at the cecil hotel that would be kind of their their main thing is going to if there's anything dark there depending on what is there you know because you still don't even know i think you said you would start at the basement at the core right the like no i granted we start in like you know, uh, I'm beelining it for that hallway, by the way. You know, <laughs> I don't uh, know. was a murder Rodriguez, Richard Ramirez, Ramirez, Richard Ramirez's room. Uh-huh. That's the main one I would want uh, to go for first because I know that if anything's in there, it's going to be big and bad. And if I take it off the plane first, everything else might be lower level. Yeah. And us going it. floor to floor to floor to floor, it might be a little incompulsive, but the basement's Luigi. This is where it. Darkness likes to dwell. Yeah. Um, this, the uh, the roof, if we ever get access to the roof, would yeah. be a good place as well um, for whatever's up there. But no, my what I had in mind, if whoever listens, like that's a pretty good idea, you guys come come and do that. Um, 
is I would be in the basement, mm-hmm. the lowest level of the building, right? Mm-hmm. And I would pull from that direction, like pull up essentially, and I would have Mike push down because there's something that me and Mike have done before. I call it the mirror pull where we both connect together. As I pull from the earth, he pushes a positive energy in mm-hmm. and kind of creating a, you know, it's a mirror effect that mm-hmm. pushes everything and gets in at the same time. But we can't be that close together and do that. So what we would do, and my idea was that he'd be on the, the roof. Mm-hmm. He pushed down as I'm pulling from the basement. So everything is, is getting pushed down and I'm pulling from uh, the, the, the bottom level at the same time mm-hmm. and getting everything at once. Now, <laughs> when I say that, didn't, uh, didn't Megan have a, like a, a dream or something of me doing that? Yeah. And then collapsing? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I forgot where, but um, so Megan's abilities are unique. She's very, very intuitive. And she has the ability to cross just like, you know, most psychics do. Um, She's very empathic, though. She could take on, like, she can feel what the other person felt. And she had a, and she gets these visions. And she calls, she says basically the visions will come with flames around it. Right. And that's just how she sees it. And we're trying to figure out because the flames will be in different colors that she sees um, the visions in. And so obviously we know red is warning, you know, but I was we were kind of tossing up the idea that maybe this is coming from the chakra that it's coming from, in a sense, or that the whatever. So, like, for instance, when they're blue, she had because that's a throat chakra, she has to communicate to whoever's in the vision of the vision. And so she had a dream of, or not dream, I don't know if it was a dream or a vision, it was one of them, mm. um, of Isaac doing that, and, like, it was so much that he collapsed. Now, I've never pulled anything at that level to make me collapse. Now, I pulled stuff that's caused me a lot of pain, physical pain, but nothing at the level of, like, oh, it's too much, I fall over again, because I can let you know right now, I have never passed out my entire life. Yeah. For anything. I've been hit in the head. And and falling off bikes and stuff in my youth, but never, never have I ever passed out from exhaustion. You would yeah. say, I, I know I scratched that. <laughs> I didn't pass out because <laughs> I was like exerting a lot of things. I just I fell asleep standing up because I was up for twenty seven hours. Oh my god! That's when I was working overnight, yeah. and I remember stocking a shelf and then going down to pick it up, and then someone going, "Hey, you're right." And I I, I shake up and go, "What? What's going on?" It's like you, you were asleep, hunched over, like oh. I never did that before. <laughs> the closest thing I ever got to passing out was uh, probably Warp Tour. Like when we get like towards the end. That's because of tired being in the sun all day. I know, but that was a close. No, when you're dehydrated at Warp Tour. And water costs like eight bucks. Yeah. Freaking <laughs> ass. It just sucks. Anyways. Off um, topic. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that's where I. Because I'm seeing it so much, I think I would hit that hallway up. But I would have to find it first. So I would have to probably go on every single floor. Because there's something there. Um, Speaking of investigations, Ghost Adventures, one of the things that they caught was they were in the elevator. Which every video that I've seen, and a lot of the people that have gone into the hotel and investigated are bigger TikTokers. The YouTubers that, like, they do, like... I don't know. Not, I'm not gonna say stupid, but like the, like jackass situation kind of kind of things, and then they 
go on a weird like one to two month tangent of like paranormal investigations. You know what I'm talking about? Mm. Like those YouTubers, they went in there, but they are always having problems with the elevators. So, I mean, you can have a janky elevator and it's old. So the building's old, but I don't know why. Like if, if I had to go and they go, hey, where would you go? If you could only go one place, my I would hit the elevators. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I've seen pictures and videos and stuff like that. I think Ramirez's room is probably the first thing I want to go to. But uh, one thing I know I can always say and guarantee for sure is that if we spent two hours at least there, mm-hmm. we'd have the building cleared. But I think there is a reason why it's not cleared yet. Of all the psychics that have gone there, right? Not all of them, but there's there's some psychics that are very capable of pushing some darkness out and and crossing over people why hasn't it been done and the more and more i'm starting to look at like invest or like investigation spots that are very known to be very dark sometimes there is contracts involved that you can't clear you're not allowed to cleanse conjuring house being one and what's another one? Oh, the Sally House. Sally House, you are not allowed to cleanse. You think of all places that would want to do too. Yeah. Funny enough, uh, hint, hint, hint for a future episode. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's our next. No, not our next one. The next, next one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I looked because I was like, oh, crap, you could stay there. And I was thinking maybe staying there, maybe we should go stay. Like, because it's like 150 per person. You could literally stay there overnight. And I was like, oh, and they don't like have super like you have to have so many following or whatever. You have to be more experienced. So I was like, oh, let's do that. And I looked and it literally says in the thing, no cleansing. Can't even bring candles in there. We don't need those things to do that. I know. How would they know? Yeah. But that just boggles my mind because you'd think that at a location, they'd, I guess maybe, well, no, I don't know why you would want to keep dark stuff money yeah yeah i think it's a, it's a major attraction if it's if say a ha- sally house or any other haunted famous house mm-hmm. uh loses that haunted ability they're they're no longer a haunted attraction they're just a historical attraction yeah. and a lot of people lose interest in historical attractions unless you're into history mm-hmm. now Cecil hotel is the exception because they don't want any association with anything paranormal at the least bit. So much yeah. so they keep denying it. They don't allow investigators to go in there. And they don't allow most investigation teams to go in there. So I wonder how much Ghost Adventures or Travel Channel paid for them to even go in there. Probably a lot of money. Like, oh, this is a renovation money right here. You know? Yeah. Um, and whatever other reason. Like, oh, they don't care as long as that. Even there was a documentary before Ghost Adventures went in there about it. How much permission did they have from the hotels to the people? Who the hell knows? Yeah. But. They don't want to be associated with it, but yet they didn't want anyone to do anything about it. Mm-hmm. So there is some kind of shady, as you said, deal going on that's, is they're not, not well, everyone, I know everyone, the one thing when that documentary came out on Netflix, the one thing that they were saying, because it covered the Eliza Lamb case, you know, in the documentary, and they kept going after the manager, said she was weird. Now, she does have very weird vibes. Like, if I had to go, if you had to go, hey, reader, she she does have weird vibes. But honestly, I don't know how you could be the manager of the Cecil and not have weird vibes because you probably know all of the ins and outs. And I think she might know more secrets than she lets on. 
so that like it could be people picking up weird energy from her because she's hiding so much stuff and because you got to think she's got access to every inch of that building and um another weird thing too i think i may have mentioned this last episode but like when richard ramirez stayed there right the one guy that lived there long term has said oh yeah he remembers uh uh, Richard Ramirez coming back with blood-stained clothes, like nobody batted an eye. <laughs> so, like he would take his clothes off in the alleyway, and then go in with just his underwear on, blood all over it. Like, no, no, no one's gonna say anything. Yeah, I told you until we do it ourselves, or we're not really ever gonna really know. Yeah. Like, all we do is speculate. That's what yeah. most anybody does with things they have no information on. Yeah. Speculate. Right? Yeah. <laughs> um, um, yeah. And I think, and one of the things, but that's, this is the crazy thing. I, I don't know. I don't know what, like, the people that say, oh, the seasonal hotel is fine. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. You know, it's not bad. I don't know what they, unless maybe they have something dark and it's feels at home there. I don't know. But um, a lot of people say it's just eerie. And I'm kind of wondering if the whole Skid Row thing is fueling the hotel or the hotel fuels the Skid Row. You know, uh, to be honest, mm-hmm. I know Skid Row's a band and I know they got their name from that place. Mm-hmm. I just never knew there was an actual place. Yeah, I didn't know it either. <laughs> that's what I know. That's why I said the first episode is like, I know the band. But, um, but yeah, a lot of people said, you know, with no disrespect to like homeless people because they're not all like this, but like, um, it's, it's rough. It's rough. Um, I think that's, that's it, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's all for this episode. Like I said, it was just, we didn't want to shove this into the first episode because then that would have been a long, a long episode. Yeah. So I'll give you guys kind of a break. But um, that's kind of what we think. So it's kind of one of those things. And a lot of what you guys had said in the polls and stuff was you needed to go there to see if they're to actually experience it, to see if there's a portal or anything like that. A lot of people had said that um, they'd start out water tower tower was one of them. Um, You know, Eliza Lamb's room, Richard Ramirez's room, um, that kind of thing. So, um. And I didn't, I don't think I finished my thought real quick about Ghost Adventures. They actually caught, um, I think it was, they were in the elevator and it was, they were using the thermal imaging camera, I think, and actually caught a girl there. So that makes me think, that makes me think, is the girl that people are seeing, right? Because I know the girl that I saw when I channeled in was not Eliza Lamb at all. It was not her. It was not her. So this girl that people are seeing, and I looked at the death photos, not death photos, but like the, the photos of the people that died. It is not any of them. So who is this girl? Who is she? And so that's what I want to figure out. I would probably go there first to figure out who that girl is, because obviously people are seeing her and stuff. But yeah, that's what I would go. I would probably try and which I don't know if that's the smartest idea, but um, because obviously, you know, like demonic stuff can mirror into other entities, like like make 
appear to you as such, not appear to you in its true form. So I don't know. I've always, and it's kind of funny because I've always kind of seen like a girl in a white dress. And normally for me, that means something demonic. Mm. But uh, like when I start seeing that, so don't know. I don't know, but that's where I would go that hallway. And then, because like it, it, that was immediately what I got was the the dripping wet feet, the white dress, the long uh, brown hair, that kind of thing. So that's where I would go. Um, and if I had to pick one device, because that was another question that we asked was, well, if you had to pick one paranormal equipment device thing, what would you pick? And I would probably pick a video camera because I would have to go back and I would probably want. And that's the one thing that I always say I'm always recording um, when we go to the smaller investigations, because sometimes I forget because I'm feeling so much. So, yeah. Plus, I mean, you can catch any evidence, whether it's voice, whether it's uh, EVPs and stuff like that. And I'd like to go back and see it. And if I see anything, I'd like to post so you guys could see it. So, what's one thing you would take? I never would really tune to your equipment because I can't. Yeah. I need my hands free yeah. at all times. Um, I would think video though. Yeah, like a GoPro or something like attached to me. Yeah, which is probably going to do in the future anyway. Um, yeah, for investigations, so people can see a POV of us. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Uh, so now that's it. Uh, <laughs> Next week's episode. Next week's episode. So I'm excited about this one. Or not next week. Wednesday. Later this week. Yeah, yeah. Wednesday. Um, this one's going to be kids in the paranormal. So we'll tell encounter stories about things that kids have experienced because I feel like. And what our own kid is. Yeah. And what I've experienced as a kid because that was a very prominent time for me with abilities and stuff like that. Um, and I think it's important to talk about kids in the paranormal because kids get pegged so much with you have the wild imagination and. You know, so many psychics that are psychics now that I know all started when they were a kid. And the feelings you get to, I kind of want to touch on that, is like the psychic aspect of when you're a kid and you have abilities, the feeling is very weird and you can, you tend to feel very alone because of the fact that, you know, a lot of times your parents don't want to scare you or don't want to believe in it or Or whatever. Or like a a horror, horror movie parent. Yeah. And we keep ignoring the problem until it actually starts in their face. Like, I hate this as ever. Yeah. And there's <laughs> actually been kids that have been possessed before, too. And so we're going to kind of dive into all of that because I think it's very important to talk about when you talk about the paranormal and stuff like that. And <clears throat> even abilities wise, it's very important to talk about that. So look forward to that. Yes. And then, like we already kind of said, the following week is going to be the Sally House. Da, da, da. Dun, dun, dun. Anyway. But we want to get this out to you, so you have something else to do. I know we've been away for a while, but everything's good now. Um, and we should have also more bonus episodes in the future with other interviews, which because yeah. I, I have a few ideas of people lined up who I have want to do those with. Yes. And then, too, um, we'll start releasing some information about our Halloween stuff. We're not going to tell you the location of what we're doing with the Halloween thing yet. But um, we're going to start releasing information on the Paranormal Roundtables. We're going to do four this year instead of two so um they'll probably be recorded in august and september and released in october you know every week leading up to halloween so yeah if you want to be a part of that and you listen mike i know you're listening 
hopefully. <laughs> mm. Um, so we're gonna release that this week as well. Sign up sheets. Yeah. So look forward to all that. Uh, as always, guys, you can find our social media at Hidden the Shadows Podcast on Instagram, Hidden the Shot Six on Twitter, Hidden the Podcast Two on TikTok. Or links to all our social media and all ways to listen to us at HiddenTheShadowsPodcast.com. It also has links to our merch store where you can get some stuff. Um, but, yeah, as always, we'll catch your widows in the next one. Yes. <laughs>